Armstrong and Getty. The birthplace of talk radio. I hear all these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. My gosh. Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. And when he's down, I'm jumping on him. Ah, ah, ah. This is Ed McMahon. And now, he is Armstrong and Getty. Getty. Live from Studio C. A dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And today on Tuesday... Um, two days before Thanksgiving, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Where is everybody? That's our general manager. <laughs> Where is everybody? Assistant general manager, why are we here? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Good point. If they're not here, why am I here? Yeah. <laughs> it's the assistant general manager. I don't know about your workplace, but it seems like there's quite a few people that have, have uh, taken extra days off along with their Thanksgiving, which yep. is fine. I don't blame them. And, of course, the uh, the world keeps spinning, um, and things keep happening. With the, with the biggest news in the last uh, 24 hours, I think, that a court has ruled that one of Trump's people has to testify. Now, I'm still trying to nail down exactly what that means. It's so hard to get information in the modern era, which sounds crazy on the face of it. When you make a statement like, it's so hard to get information in the modern era. Because, obviously, there's plenty of information to get. I carry it around in my hand. I have access to every newspaper, TV, and radio show in the world in my phone. But finding information that isn't deliberately slanted one way or the other is very difficult to find. And I'm trying to figure out, so is there a, is, is it going to be immediately appealed? Um, and then what's the likelihood of that? And how long would that take? And all that sort of stuff. Trying to nail that down. Because right. um, one of Trump's guys has been told by ad judge... Now, you got to go talk to the impeachment people if they want to talk to mm-hmm. you. And if that holds, um, that would be a pretty big deal in that. Does that mean that other people uh, got to go speak also? And this McGahn guy, who was a, a, a counsel to a President Trump, he wasn't around for Ukraine, but he was around he's in the Mueller report all right. the time. Right. Uh, and so does he end up coming in and being questioned and we just open up the whole freaking Russia Mueller can of worms again with that dude testifying. So holy crap. Um, I hope that happens Thanksgiving Day. <laughs> Can they do that on Thanksgiving Day <laughs> while America's busy watching football and the Macy's right. Parade balloons flow away? Because right. uh, I don't want to deal with it. Anyway, that could be a major ruling in this whole thing, and we'll see. I'm trying to nail down how big a deal that is. And there's uh, some indication that some Democrats, uh, at least some Democrats, are on the record saying, yeah, I've, I'm not going to vote for this impeachment, and, and, and a lot of them are nervous. So more on that a little bit later. And then other stuff, obviously, that has nothing to do with um, impeachment or the T-word or anything like that. We've, we've nailed down some end-of-the-decade lists for you. I am shocked that the year 2020 starts in a few weeks. That just absolutely blows my mind. I'm already exhausted from the vision-related hindsight is 2020 or oh, something really? like oh, yeah. heard that, some but, sort uh, of timeline. Yeah. Like I'm just oh. preemptively already tired oh, of all the people wow. who think they're going to be so oh, clever. Geez. I don't need that. <laughs> 
I'll be watching Dick Clark's Rockin' New Year's Eve, of course, and everybody will be wearing the glasses. That will be an easy one this year because there'll be two zeros right. for the eyes. Yeah, right. Although slightly offset. Yeah, you're, yeah. Right. But some years are difficult. Difficult. I always. That's the one question I've always had on the New Year's. How are they going to make glasses out of this year? I don't know how you're going to turn a seven into a an eye hole. Like 17. Like, what do you even do there? <laughs> yeah, right. But they managed to pull it off. Yeah. It's fantastic. Let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Yeah, it is fantastic, Chad. <laughs> hey, no, I'm doing great. Um, I feel most people this week, you know, the ones that did work after yesterday, they thought to themselves, well, I put in a good day, and that that's about it for the week. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, the boss saw me, but, and... Uh, they're busy, so give a tip to anybody. If you haven't taken out your Thanksgiving turkey, it's a big turkey. Now's the time to do it and let it thaw because you don't want to be the person that on Thursday realizes you should have taken this turkey out earlier, and now everybody's got to wait to eat. That's a classic first timers mistake that yep. uh, that I would have made is thinking, well, okay, it's Thanksgiving morning, we'll get the old turkey out of the freezer, and uh, no, I think needs a long time to thaw. Very yeah. long time. You're not eating till next Tuesday if you take it out right. on Thursday morning. Right. That's a good one. I like our general manager. Where is everybody? And our assistant general manager. And why am I here? That's fantastic. There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well, but not as well as some of the payment processing companies that are really uh, coming to a bit of a windfall from uh, you know Bernie Sanders and your Elizabeth Warrens. They love talking about how, how many small donations they get. Well, each one of those transactions goes through a process, and that process involves somebody getting a cut. Are of, people PayPaling, or how the how do they how do you even send money to a candidate? I don't uh, even know. Via Check. online, you know, PayPal or mm. credit card payment process, which always involves somebody sure. getting some sort of small percentage. And uh, this year, the 2020 is on pace to far exceed the record amount. The 2020 pres- presidential campaign so far have made payments. Exclusively, just the, the the payments of making the donations of more than twenty three million dollars through October. Wow! I uh, surely someday we'll be able to move money around without it costing us money. Is that a thing? Is that will that happen someday? You want me to go into blockchain and Bitcoin now, or is that should what, we save that for the Is that what that is yeah. about? Kind of being yeah. able to move money around because that is a, a real drain on uh, on resources. Yesterday, I was a uh, attempting to pay my property tax for my the county I live in, and I was gonna I was gonna pay it on on the phone. Uh, um, I realize that's an old timey way to do it, but I was going to um, I was going to attempt to pay it uh, um, through a credit card on the phone, and there was going to be a three hundred dollar processing fee. Oh, jeez! <laughs> Good God! If you say yes to the fee, press. One, is there a, a button to press for FU? Because that's what I'm saying. $300 processing fee from the county for uh, moving the money to you. That's fantastic. Unbelievable. But yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a lot of moolah to be made in people just moving money from here to here. And that's where all the PayPal mafia guys came from. Yeah. That's why they're so, that's such gazillionaires. Cause that was such a leap forward for being able to move money around. But that's a scam. We got to figure out how to get money from my bank. To over there to that bank without it costing me anything. 
since it's just electronic as far as I know, doesn't somebody just press a button? Yeah, it's just it's all it's all fake money anyways, right? It's all spreadsheet right. wealth. You're not sending over a bag of gold from this right. place to the next well, one. Well, I like using the word processing fee like, oh, somebody's saying, ah, damn it. They got to go get out a bunch of paperwork and fill out a bunch of forms and I got a wheelbarrow full of something and <laughs> doing all this hard work. Coins no. falling out of the wheelbarrow <laughs> exactly. as they take no. it down the aisle. Somebody just types in a number and the money yes. automatically goes over. <laughs> I don't get it. There's Marshall Phillips who does our new every day. How are you, Marshall? Well, I got to tell you, I got my first flu shot at a supermarket pharmacy yesterday. How'd that go? It went fine. You know, my regular doctors blew me off when I called for an appointment, and they basically suggested, why don't you just go to a pharmacy and yeah, get one? Which is a good idea. Well, I did. I did. It worked out well. She jabbed you in the ear. And now it's time to change doctors. I can't believe the doctor I've gone to for a decade <laughs> all of a sudden doesn't want to give me a flu shot. Um. So, but it went well with the, oh, the yeah. pharmacy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, somebody with a butcher smock on. No, 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 no. I, a DJ. This this gentleman was very well trained. Fantastic, and he is a big fan of the show. Do they? When I did it at the pharmacy, they had they had a little thing you walked around like for privacy. I guess I don't I don't care if somebody sees me getting jabbed, but they felt like it was. Very important that I have privacy. No, in this... You're just sitting out in the open? No, in this pharmacy, they have a separate secret doctor's office built over to the side. So you go into the waiting room, and then you go into an actual doctor's office. Well, can you say, is it a Walgreens or a CVS, or is it a place like that or not? It is a... No, it's a supermarket. It's a grocery supermarket chain. I know that's the direction we're going, is to get more of the... um, uh, you know, minor stuff, easy to do stuff right. done at at pharmacy. Well, I can tell. I mean, do you want me to just? I'll I'll just tell you it was Safeway. Yeah, no need to be uh, secretive about yeah, it. Probably no. you got a, sh- a flu I can't shot at you said Safeway. It. <laughs> yes. I can't believe he said it. <laughs> Alarms go off. <laughs> you can get a flu shot at the Safeway. Yes, the grocery store. Yes, as long as the guy who's stocking shelves is on break and he's available to give it to you. Yeah, so All I can right. get a gallon of milk, a copy of Teen Beat. I got a couple. <laughs> Buy some lottery tickets and get medical care I at got, the Safeway. I got a couple of bottles of Chardonnay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, while well, I was waiting, went and bought them and, you know, uh, paid for them and then went back and they were ready for me. You know? uh-huh. Yeah. I thought it was uh, it was all very well done and, uh, you know, I've got a little band-aid. And is and, it the same person that's cleaning up the grape juice spilled in aisle two or is it a different person given medical care? No, no. It trained is, professional. It is a trained professional. Okay, fantastic. I would not want to denigrate the man's talent. I do think that is the future, though. And in theory, yeah. it's supposed to free up the regular doctor's office so they're not busy with stuff like flu shots. And, I know in particular, sort of CVS is making huge leaps into yeah. being kind of this yeah. wellness center thing yeah. to the point where they even stop selling cigarettes, I think, because they are trying oh, yeah. to, you know, project this mm-hmm. vision of yeah. health. I like it. I like it. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Tuesday, November 26th, the year 2019. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. We should begin it at... Mm, now? No, no, no. Now's not a good time. How about now? Mark! Compete by trying to trying to debate this out with the public media right. when 90% of the media are totally corrupt. Uh, forgive me, but horseshit. Okay, who, who, who and what was that? That was uh, Devin Nunes, I believe, uh, essentially claiming that 90% of the media is corrupt. 
and then one of those members of the media saying horse ass. Who who was the uh, John King of CNN? I believe is the uh, the anchor who said that. <laughs> and I have many. There are a few rules I have in life: never run for a bus. There'll always be another. And if a news anchor <laughs> yeah. says horse ass on the air, I replay it on the radio show that I'm participating yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd like to hear more of your rules, but uh, it's good to have a a collection of those. Oh, boy. Huh. So he said to CNN, ninety percent of the media is. Uh... Uh, there was in a Fox News thing. CNN was playing the oh, clip. Okay, yeah. gotcha. And then John uh, John King said, "Well, he said this. Forgive me, but horse." Yeah, I don't know if ninety percent's the accurate number, but as I said earlier, there a lot of the media is misleading one way or the other. It's very difficult to come across a story that I think has given you uh, all sides of it. It's 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 real hard. What are other headlines, Marshall Phillips? Well, federal judge, Trump aides must testify this could have real consequences. The Dems in disarray over their impeachment vote, and we've got yet another poll. Americans are turning up their noses at Turkey. Minutes huh. from now. Yeah, Sean's pushing for ham. I've had steak in the past when, <laughs> yep. my, when I lived uh, with my parents. My dad would get steak now and then, so. Did your ham push work out or not? Oh, yeah, it, it's going to be it's ham. Gonna yeah. Well, we haven't taken the turkey out yet, so you it's already to too late. You ham for three days, right. Michael. Huh? Right. Hey, I want lasagna. Ham's a real food. Even better. I did have Thanksgiving with a bunch of Italians one time we had lasagna. Oh, that was pretty good. good sounds awesome. Um, yeah. There's a brand new poll out of New Hampshire that's worth, uh, worth looking at. Man, the race is wide open. On the D side. It's very confusing. Interesting thing about lasagna. If you have two lasagnas and you put one lasagna on top of the other one, now you have one lasagna. Now that is blowing my mind. You just have one really thick lasagna, (laughs) clearly. Stay tuned. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The weather this week is supposed to be so bad that it could mean no balloons at this year's Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Come on! If you're bummed, think about the guy who spent the last 11 months blowing them up. I'm amazed at how much news coverage that's getting. I realize it's New York City, and anything that happens in New York is uh, national news for some reason. Well, I know the reason, because all the media outlets are out of New York, so it's their hometown. But um, uh, I didn't know that the Macy's Thanksgiving Parade was really that big a deal anymore. Watch a little bit of it. Uh, I hope to watch some of it on Thursday, but no balloons would ruin it for the kids. My kids like the country stars singing, though, since they're into the country music, and they usually have a lot of the biggest country stars stop on a float and sing their hit song. My kids kind of enjoy seeing what they look like. Um, Mayor Bloomberg of New York City, who is uh, running for president and uh, getting back to the New York thing, the reason he gets so much attention is because he was the mayor of New York and not because he's got much of a chance of winning. But his media outlet, Bloomberg News, which is a legitimate news organization, or at least has tried to be or claims to be, has announced that it will um, recuse itself from reporting on, obviously, Mayor Bloomberg's campaign or any of the Democratic rivals' campaign as a news organization. Okay, I suppose that's fine, since the guy who owns the thing is in the race. You just kind of stay out of the the Democratic race. But they will continue to investigate President Trump and report on him during the presidential race. And a lot of people in different uh, media worlds are crying foul on that. 
You can't be a newspaper that announces you're only going to cover one party during a presidential race and you're going to ignore the other ones. You've got to get out or in. So I think that's interesting. Uh, more fallout from that on the way. So I mentioned there was a poll that just came out of New Hampshire that is getting a fair amount of attention, a four-way tie at the top. There has never been anything close to a tie at the top in New Hampshire this close to the voting in decades and decades, according to people who follow this sort of thing, because I don't. Uh, But currently, at the very top of the New Hampshire poll, again, tied for first within the margin of error, but Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, Mayor Pete, and Joe Biden spread between 16 and 12%. The important thing is who's moving what direction, and that's, that's pretty significant. Mayor Pete is up eight points since August. Old man Biden is down nine since August. I said, you're kidding me. That's a 17-point swing since August in a battle between Biden and Mayor Pete, and that is really something. And Mayor Pete has the bulk of the older voters. The old voters like the fresh-faced young kid that is Mayor Pete. So Mayor Pete, um, 10 points up in Iowa and at the top, either tied or ahead, depending on the poll, in New Hampshire, which continues to be an interesting story. Keeping in mind, I saw this earlier at this point in 2003, if you remember that presidential race, um, a, a guy a guy who imploded by screaming on Iowa night, yeah! Do we still have that clip? Um, I think you could probably come up with it. That's a good one. Uh, and, ah! Yeah, for some reason his name's flipping out of my head. That's Howard uh, Dean. Howard Dean. Howard Dean was at 42 points in New Hampshire in 2003. Ah! At this very point in the race, like at like a 30-point lead. And, of course, uh, did not end up being the nominee, did not end up winning New Hampshire, did not end up doing anything. Seems like such an odd thing to derail what was, up to that point, like a pretty strong campaign. Oh, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. I'm looking at this study of the most annoying things that house guests do, according to... Uh, Surveying a bunch of people. So if you're going to be staying at somebody's house over Thanksgiving, for instance, uh, these are things you want to avoid. I'll give you a hint because we might not get to it till next hour. Uh, bringing an extra guest without warning is not cool. I would say you just show up with some chick. Who's this? This is Candace. She's with me. <laughs> She'll be here for the next three days. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. Oh, boy. Uh, news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, former White House counsel Don McGahn will have to obey a subpoena to testify in the House Judiciary Committee. Got a federal judge rejecting the Trump's administration claim that McGahn couldn't be forced to testify because he was a close advisor to President Trump. Now, McGahn's case could indeed have implications for other current and former White House officials who are looking to avoid testifying in the House impeachment inquiry against Trump. Or not at all, depending on which lawyer you ask. That's the problem. Is McGahn completely different because he's not currently in the White House or when he left or anything like that? I don't have any idea. I I wish we could figure out who would be good to talk to on this. Because if this ruling means, yeah, they will be able to compel 
uh, the current chief of staff and uh, Rudy Mulvaney. Giuliani and, yep. and various people to testify. Or does it not count? And I still haven't figured out, have you nailed down, Is does this get appealed to a higher court and get locked up in the courts again? Justice Department is saying it will appeal immediately. So it is going to, it, you know, it could have So the to, Democrats will still be in the position of, do we get this over with? Do we do the vote right. now and get this over with? Right. Or do we wait for a court, the, probably ultimately the Supreme Court, to right. rule on this? Yeah. Now there's some talk also that the Supreme Court would... Um, speed this up they would see this with oh this is something we got to put at the top of the list and get to it right away and so it could happen fairly fast although it's got to happen really fast real fast because they're hoping to do the whole house vote before christmas which is obviously just a couple of weeks away yeah meanwhile the house democrats already in disarray over the impeachment inquiry the intel uh, committee chair adam schiff telling colleagues the committee uh, the committee's impeachment investigation report could be ready by next week and he also pointed out it's not just going to be up to him to determine whether to proceed. I certainly think that the evidence that's been produced overwhelmingly shows serious misconduct by the president. But I do want to hear uh, more from my constituents, and I want to hear more from my colleagues. I, I couldn't tell if that was him just doing that phony act of trying to pretend that I'm troubled by this. I wish I didn't have to do this. Right. It actually makes me sad when he's when he's doing backflips in his office. Or if this is a slow backing away from the thing. Yeah. If there's enough rumblings among Democrats where he and Nancy has told him, look, we got to get out of it. We got to find a way out of this yeah. thing. And uh, well, I know you've got a story on that. Yeah. Washington Examiner, among others, reporting a House vote to impeach the president could put a number of moderate Democrats at risk. It looks like there could be more defections on a vote to send the articles of impeachment to the Senate now that the polling shows a decline in support, particularly among key independent voters. Already, Michigan Democratic Representative Brenda Lawrence, a prominent supporter of Kamala Harris, who has previously supported the impeachment inquiry into the president, abruptly announced Sunday she no longer saw any value in the process and called for her fellow Democrats to throw their support behind a symbolic censure resolution. Now, that's just one person, but um, I don't know. You end up with a dozen or so Democrats who cross sides with the Republicans. That's a bad look. Do you go forward with the vote? If you know that that's going to happen, or do you, or do you figure a way out, like um, Schiff was just talking about there? I, I have no idea what's going to happen here. Well, he wants his constituents oh, and colleagues to weigh in, right? And then get it yeah. back to your first story yeah. about a court ruling that again needs right. to, to speak. Um, so they're not going to have the vote on impeachment until they talk to him again. Or are they not going to talk to him again? Are they going to pass up on that opportunity? Because he'd have to come back and set that all up and, right. and, and you know, have a whole day of hearings and everything. Oh, uh, as sidebar to that, you know whose team is looking at all this very carefully? John Bolton. Sure. His legal team has already said, uh, we're going to see about this. Let's look at this ruling again. So anyway, it's really all in play at this point. eBay announcing plans to sell StubHub to a Swiss ticket vendor for more than $4 billion in cash. Speaking of processing fees, as we were earlier... StubHub with the, we've got a $15 handling fee. Handling fee? Right. These are electronic tickets. What the hell are you handling? 
eBay bought StubHub for $310 million in 2007. It is now selling it for $4 billion in cash. I like the ticket things, though. Anytime I buy tickets for an event, the fact that I can go online and get tickets uh, so easily and look at the map and, uh, and get them last minute, I, I love it. Whatever happened to the good old days of showing up at the stadium and dealing with some sort of shady individual 400 yards away from the stadium? <laughs> I got two! I got it. it. Turned out it was from yesterday's game or something. Right? I have, I've done right. a lot of that in my life. <laughs> Buying scalped tickets. I've never been to an event where you couldn't buy a ticket uh, right there at the gate. It's fantastic. Well, of course, we all know Thanksgiving's almost here. Americans all across the country are going to be sitting down to a meal of turkey and traditional side dishes, stuffing, sweet potatoes, cranberry sauce, pumpkin pie. But there's yet another new survey. That's found more than a quarter of Americans are tired of the traditional Thanksgiving foods. And a quarter of them, 26%, say they'd like to try some new things this year. So they are looking around. Like a threesome? To- or you mean food? <laughs> no, we're talking about food. They'd rather replace the traditional Thanksgiving <laughs> food with, you know, ham and uh, other, other types of meats. And maybe even some total... Have you ever had a total vegetarian Thanksgiving dinner? It's funny. I just had that conversation with my wife. Because of the, the town I live in, she has uh, she has definitely been to vegetarian dinners. I have not. Like tofurkeys and yeah. tofurkeys. I remember one year yeah. you, you went to a place that I had did. a tofurkey. Yeah, that's why I brought it up. I was not happy. Yeah, but uh, she said she hadn't had the tofurkey, but she's been to all vegetarian Thanksgiving meals. Right. And the people were mostly concerned about uh, climate change as opposed to... Uh, being cruel to animals. I'd tip over the table. <laughs> and I would roll my eyes so hard you could hear it. <laughs> oh, geez. If you brought up climate change and, as the reason we're eating vegetables and instead of meat. And with your squeaky eyes, they oh, probably yeah. could hear it. The, the, to, the toe furky, though, it's, it yeah. sounds terrible because it's got the word toe in it. But yeah. what does it taste oh. like? Oh, for the, the the one I had? Yeah. It was all right. It was just kind of gelatinous. Yeah, I mean, it was... Boy, that's my was, least favorite uh, texture. You know. Yeah, it, it, tofu is notoriously, it's whatever you cook it with. It right. takes the flavor mm. of, but yeah. it has the same consistency of the cookie dough that's not quite cookie dough. You know what I mean? Like ah. I, um, I might... I might, how do I bring up the idea? It's kind of like bringing up the idea of a threesome. You just kind of want to dance around it and act like you were joking about the idea of having ham instead of turkey to my wife. Because I don't want to just throw it out there All right. and uh, and get the, the daggers of uh, death thrown my direction. Well, just kinda, no, I was just kidding. Wouldn't that, be, wouldn't that have been a stupid idea to have ham instead of turkey? You know what? Somebody texted the show today having ham instead of, yeah. can you believe it? Well, and, that's a, the people like that. What do you think of people yeah, like that? Yeah. <laughs> Genius or horrible? What, which one do you think? Question. Is that kind of hot or disgusting? I don't know. Which. Question. Has she already got the turkey? Is it already thawing? Actually, she's going to the store today. Ah. She's taking the kids and going to the grocery store today. Boy, taking two young kids to the grocery store when it's packed two days before Thanksgiving. That's going to be a long haul right there. I uh, I think I might throw out the idea of not abandoning the turkey for ham, but having both on the table. Adding it, adding I think two. that's the way. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly. And then next year you go for the full, get that turkey out of here. Mm-hmm. Would the kids advocate for you? Would, could you tell the kids to tell mom that we want ham this year? You know, they they I think they would prefer the ham. I know, I know they would prefer steak to turkey, without a doubt. Black meat, my son called it. 
<laughs> is that a commentary on your preparation style? <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't know why I called it black meat. I don't remember why, but called it black meat. That's your news. Not Marshall Phillips with the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. And both of my kids are such salt enthusiasts, and I have no idea why that is. I never put salt on anything, ever. I never salt anything. Both my kids pour mounds of salt on everything they eat, stuff that's already salty. French fries that already have salt on them, mounds of salt. Pepperoni pizza they put salt on. It can't be good for you. Oh, no, it's certainly not. <laughs> but <laughs> the <laughs> parent wouldn't allow it to no. happen, but back to you. There's a weird thing with children's taste buds that they, I would think they would be more sensitive, but it yeah. seems to be less sensitive early on, or maybe it's just all new know. to them. So I've it's... never, I don't think I've ever known a child who says, could you pass the salt, please? A little kid. I don't think I've ever been at a table where a little kid's on his But they just, my, my son actually put mounds of salt <laughs> on his plate and then dips his black meat in the salt, just coating it. Maybe wow. it's, I don't know if it's all the medicine he's on in his medical yeah. condition or what. But could be. Could be. Yeah. Maybe just, yeah. yeah. Um, I do have uh, next hour. So if you get next hour of the Armstrong and Getty Show, and I hope you do, uh, we'll be talking about the things that guests do that um, annoy their hosts. And you don't want to be that guest. Which reminded me. We got a good email yesterday of who uh, somebody that's really digging the show. Oh, um, our uh, our station WCRS in Greenwood, South Carolina, which I'm a big fan of the Carolinas. Joe and I uh, lived and worked in Charlotte for a right. while, and I was all around both of the Carolinas a lot. And we've got an email from them that they at first when we first went on the air they weren't sure it would work, but the program director said so we've seemed to have found our groove, and it really works. So they sent that message along. Congratulations on finding our groove. Yeah, exactly. Yes. I'm not the exactly sure what I, found. our groove is. And as I texted back to the guy that handles all the different radio stations we're on, we we know we're an acquired taste. Because I think a lot of people jump into, okay, is this a, is this an Air America or is this a Sean Hannity? Which is it? And uh, it's it's not really that sort of thing. And What? I need easily compartmentalized things and boxes to put things in. Plus, sometimes uh, the, 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 the sarcasm... <laughs> is uh, is dry enough that you can't tell if we're being serious right. or not, and then eventually you catch on that yeah. very little of what we say is that serious. So It took me about a year. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious, Michael. Yes, uh, much more on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. An update on a story. Do you remember when this happened where that Chinese woman tried to, well, didn't try to get into Mar-a-Lago with President Trump there. She got into Mar-a-Lago with President Trump there. She of the multiple laptops and various thumb drives and all yeah, that and all What that the stuff? hell was she up to? And it's still never been laid uh, nailed down if she's actually a Chinese spy, right? But uh, she is... Uh, been sentenced. Um, eventually, she's just going to be sent back to China. But I don't know if China. We, we still don't know. I don't think if she's a crazy person or just a Chinese spy, kind of using "I'm a crazy person" as a cover. Um, there was a Chinese spy in Australia this week that got a lot of attention. That got caught. There are more and more stories about Chinese spies on college campuses around the United States. China's doing their thing, man. I, I, the world needs to wake up to the to, to the to the aggression, the expansion, uh, the aggressiveness of that regime. Anyway, maybe I'll delve into that a little bit more later. I also want to talk to Sean later. 
I think, because it looks like my kids are finally moving into the real world of video games this Ooh. Christmas, and I don't know anything about video games. Anything. I'm happy to be your uh, your video game Sherpa. The last video game console I think I owned was Pong in 1975. Pong okay, is a, a game. I believe it was ColecoVision or something along those lines. But, but yeah, the game is not a console. But I, we, we have much okay. work to do, Jack. But they have uh, they have uh, advanced since then, from what I understand. <laughs> yeah, slightly, yes. Um, <laughs> so we're going to play this for you. I think this is pretty entertaining. It's getting a fair amount of attention. I don't think there's anything you need to know other than this is an 82-year-old woman. 82-year-old woman, and then other than that, I think it's self-explanatory. The young man is in my home, broke the door, and you know what? It's kind of semi-dark, and I'm alone, and I'm old, but guess what? I'm tough. And you want to know what happens? He picked the wrong house to break into. I took that table, and I went to working on him, and guess what? The table broke. And it had metal legs, and I'm jugging him, jugging him, jugging him. And when he gonna have to pause it there. What the hell is she saying? She's whatting to him. She's jugging him, jugging him, jug jugging, jugging. Can you back that up a little bit? Is that possible or not? She's I'm so I take the table, and I'm jugging him. Okay, here we go. So this is the rejoiner. Jugging on him, and guess what? The table broke. And it had metal legs, and I'm jugging him, jugging him, <laughs> jugging him. And when he's down, I'm jumping on him. Ah, ah, ah. And the telephone is still on for 911. I'm running in the kitchen. There's a bottle of baby shampoo on the table. I grab the shampoo, and guess what? He's still on the ground. In his face, all of it, the whole thing. And he's, he's trying to get up, and he's pulling. And I got the broom, and he's pulling the broom. And I'm hitting him. I'm hitting him with the broom, hitting him. And guess what? He wants to get the heck out of there. And I'm trying to help him get out of the house, but he's too heavy. I can't move him. He's dead weight. <laughs> and at that time, uh, the police arrive on the porch. And the house is already open, so they come in. He's laying down already, because I had really did a number on that man. I'm serious. I'm serious. Oh, oh, oh. And you want to know something? I think he was happy when he went in the ambulance, because I sent him in the ambulance. Yes, I did. Well, it's for all the jigging. All the jigging you did. Of course you need an ambulance if you've been jugged that many times. That hurts being jugged. I'm jugging him, I'm jugging him. So I'm looking at the and I'm video. I'm jugging him, jugging him, <laughs> jugging him. <laughs> I'm looking at the video of this 82-year-old woman. Uh, she's wearing a uh, T-shirt that says WNPF Powerlifting. I don't know what that means. Is she she appears to be very active in her fitness uh, in her later years. Well, right but behind guess what? Her, I'm tough. Well, right behind her are a whole bunch of weightlifting trophies. Are those her trophies? I, I believe this is her retelling the event to her her workout buddies at their gym. Okay. So she's a powerlifter. She actually has very toned uh, muscular arms. She got guns. As an 82-year-old woman. Um, I'm jugging him. I'm jugging him. And I'm jugging him. She broke jugging the him. table on this jugging man. Him. 
<laughs> it was all pretty good. Yeah, the table legs and then uh, and then beating him with the broom is all pretty good. I'm not sure the No Tears baby shampoo really did that much because I, I have plenty of that and you, you really can't do any damage. It's with more that, annoying I, than anything else. <laughs> but yeah. I got kids and you can get that stuff all over you and you're just fine. So if you'd had some Lysol maybe or bleach, that might have been a good move. But the No Tears baby shampoo. But the multitasking. She's jugging him while on the phone with 911, grabbing the phone, picking up the shampoo. Him. Jugging oh, right. him. Jugging him. I'm just watching a video. I'd forgotten. And then she's jumping on him. I'm jumping. Ah. Uh, uh. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. I love that woman. God dang it. You know, these stories are funny and fun and just, thank God it turned out the way it did. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, it could have easily not and often does but not. But guess but. what? I'm tough. Wow, she is. It's it's interesting how often you come across these stories of the elderly where they don't seem to have any fear. And I don't know I don't know if fear leaves you when you get to a certain age where you think I you know at this point I don't care or 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 what. I've but, survived tougher days than you, young one. Yeah, I don't I don't know what it is, but yeah, she just seems to be Pretty happy about it. Isn't that a funny story? I'm jugging him. I'm jumping on him. Uh, uh, uh. And I'm jugging him. Jugging him. Jugging him. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, Excuse uh. me. Hi. Jack Armstrong with the Armstrong and Getty Show reporter. Uh, what's jugging him mean? <laughs> Is that a... If we could get you to define some terms here. Uh, were you poking or hitting or <laughs> sexing up or what was going on there? What is that whole thing? <laughs> Not exactly sure what that ter- term means. And how much power lifting does she do? I wonder what she can lift. Uh, she should box is what she should do. She looks like she should be a boxer. I'll bet she could beat up the uh, not, not only the average 82-year-old woman, but almost any 82-year-old woman. She might be the world champion 82-year-old female cage fighter. She should get in that line of work. I'd watch that on pay-per-view. That was pretty good. World's toughest octogenarian. That guy is going to be in jail, and he's not going to tell people what happened to him. Nope, tax fraud. That's what he's going to say. <laughs> He cannot say to his cellmates, I got beat up by an 82-year-old woman. I, oh, she was jugging me. Jugging him. Jugging him. She just jugging kept him. jugging me, and uh, I didn't know what to do. Uh, I was in so much pain. You know pain. how it is when you're getting jugged? <laughs> I was in so much pain. Oh, she was on the Today Show last year for her participation in, uh, in powerlifting, so she's already famous. 105-pound woman, 5 feet tall, beat up this dude. Do we have an... An age on the dude that got beaten up. That's what we need to know. Maybe he was, was 90. He, was he a starving man looking for his first meal in a month? Maybe he was 96. I don't know. Maybe she beat the hell out of a 100-year-old. I don't, I don't know what happened there. Stay tuned.